You're listening to a Rock Candy podcast. Coming to you from Magnified Studios, Magnified Pod presents Pods from the Penalty Box, a nostalgic sampling of skate punk albums from the 90s Christian alternative scene. Join us in the pits. One last time. That's right. I'm Andrew. I'm John. This is our podcast. That's our food lion. And John, this is our season three finale. Woo. finishing up season three talking hangnails uh their right. last record mm-hmm. uh how are you feeling uh i'm feeling good about this year of potting we've done it's been a great season um As it's been it's been a good season of a lot of bands i'm also feeling like i might have covid so there's that <laughs> <laughs> yeah how are you feeling at the moment because i feel like we joked last episode. <laughs> next next episode, we'll have it. Yeah. Um, yeah. My kid came home with a slight fever and a headache yesterday. Uh, so we got him a PCR test right after, but you don't get those results for 48 hours. Uh, so the kids did not go to school today or yesterday. And as we were staying home, my other kid got a fever and a headache. Uh, Jenny and I started getting headaches. So, you know, throat's a little sore. We either all have a cold or we all have COVID. <laughs> and we'll know tomorrow. I mean, if it is COVID, it, we're grateful to have very mild symptoms. And Elliot's already pretty much back to normal. So hopefully we don't, you know, this isn't the beginning and we're about to get a lot worse. But maybe it's just cold. Who knows? Uh, yeah. But if not, we'll probably get it soon anyway. <laughs> I I hope you guys whatever it is you guys weather it. Um, yeah. You know when my brother my brother got COVID this last fall, his son also had it, and that's how they were like, oh, we should get a test for him right. and, and figure it out. And then Brian, so they both had it, and his his son was like recovered so much faster than he did uh, interesting so like you're you're talking about <laughs> your boys are probably going to be fine yeah and you guys are going to be like shit. dragon yeah dragon so yeah I, I don't know we've been they've been uh back in school for two and a half weeks since christmas break and already have had like multiple emails home about kids in their class or bus needing to quarantine i'm just like well, what 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 did we think was gonna happen <laughs> and i don't know what the alternative is you know i wasn't necessarily we're one of those families where like the remote learning thing worked out pretty well so i wasn't necessarily super <laughs> opposed to that if it happened but did it did it though i mean i mean not really like it damaged <laughs> me permanently probably but i, I seem whole... to remember like at the start of every every episode before we start <laughs> recording i'm like how you doing man and you're just like oh god man i'm just so t- oh. It was tough. It was You're, tough. But I'll say compared to other, I know some kids and families really struggled with it. So right. in this grand scheme of things, Elliot mostly did, you know, he was mostly happy to be doing remote stuff. So anyway, all that to say, I don't know what the solution is, but it doesn't seem surprising that we're getting COVID right now. So ooh, anyway. ooh, ooh, John, I have a solution. <laughs> yes. Um, people 
uh, wear masks and they get vaccinated and they get boosters and they socially distance and then we can uh, move on from be this. Be done with us forever? That would be yeah. nice. Uh, um, that'd be, that'd be pretty dope. No such luck. We live yep. in a hellscape. So <laughs> anyway, how are you doing? <laughs> you know what? You know what? I'm, I'm doing, I'm doing okay. Um, I got myself a haircut today. Nice. I, you know, I'm thinking, you know, new trying to move moving into this new season of life. We're going to be moving mm. into a new season of the podcast. That's right. Time to, time to freshen up the look a little bit. Uh, my hair is significantly shorter than it has been in a really long time. Looks good, man. Um, so wanted to do something, something like that. I got myself uh, a Bauhaus Ooh. Wonder Stuff Pilsner. Is that right? Um, having enjoying one of these. What do you got over there? I'm gonna John, move it away, away from, from the, mic. the microphone. <laughs> as much as I like people to hear it. There we go. That was nice. Okay. No pools of liquid anywhere. <laughs> I have from our time together. Yes. A Church Street Brewing blueberry vanilla sour. Yes. Um, that vanilla were... really comes through. It's very nice. It's a good yeah. balance. Um, yeah, we we uh, we got these when when you came to town, and I'm finishing the last one now. So nice. Uh, we also have some other treats. Oh man, you know because I, when I was at Trader Joe's the other day, I saw. The, because they always come out with they have, they're one of those stores that does great stuff with seasonal yes. and you like you get it now or you have to wait a whole year right so they have their gummy x's and o's for valentine's day and i thought you know we're we're not going to be putting out episodes over valentine's day right i think it's time that we were like we cover these because and you said off mic off you know before we start recording that yeah. we had maybe eaten these before on the pod we definitely did i don't, I don't think we were like showcasing them though i think we were just eating them while we were potting. Okay, we sure. maybe talked about it but yeah there was a long tradition where we were eating my leftover kids seasonal candy we had yeah, the for those leftovers. wondering why were we were even doing this this started <laughs> a number of years ago that it started with the whole starburst thing post right. uh post halloween and eating yeah. your kids halloween candy and it just, just started to become a thing. You know, we were eating leftovers from Valentine's candy that they gave to classmates. Now there's a, I don't remember the flavors necessarily, but there's the a dude, red. The, it's uh, all it's all variations of red, it seems. Yeah, I think it's pretty much the same. The dude at Trader Joe's told me, he's like, these are so good. They're like all red. It's all like different variations of red fruit flavors and mm -hmm. and i'm like yeah it's like starburst you know all red fave red the fave reds he's like yeah and then and like we were having this moment we were having this red <laughs> pink and red this is like the best sounds thing. like he was a red rider it sounds i mean he was he was a he was a, certainly i don't know if he was red rider or pink boy but uh we were having this moment the starburst moment and then he started talking about how he likes his he likes banana laffy taffy oh i'm like and you're Bro. like I'm friendship like, ended I, I, I said dude we had something special going here <laughs> and then there he was like talking about like banana runts too no like, no, oh, no. Dude. get the fuck out of here <laughs> get the fuck. Ooh, hey you get, get the, the fuck, fuck out of here banana <laughs> banana runt you right oh, to the moon the <laughs> bang zoom <laughs> all right so um, yeah there's have... a red a pink and a and a white sort of my yeah. memory is that the white one is the tastiest so Ooh, what do we want to start with? Want to start dark red? Or you already you already popped? I already started with the white ones. Sorry. All right. 
Maybe pineapple-y. Hmm. It's like the clear gummy bear is my favorite, which is pineapple. Well, this dark. is not pineapple, though. Dark red time? Yeah, dark red. I'll go to the white. Any pineapple in there? This white is definitely not pineapple. The fruit flavors are really hard to put your finger on. Yeah. The red one definitely tastes like some other candy. I can't place it. Might be a pink boy for these guys. My memory was liking white, but that was kind of hitting weird. Yeah, I'm I'm having a hard time putting my finger on any of these flavors. They just sort of taste like red generic, gummy. <laughs> yeah. generic red. We're gonna wake our work our way through all of Trader Joe's gummies. I'll tell you, these pair like, nicely with the vanilla beer. I do like the the white ones though. Yeah, maybe I still like them. Anyway, if folks want to get gummy X's and O's, weigh in. They're all pretty good. All pretty good. Am I gonna crush this whole bag? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Good texture on them. Is it better than the sour swimmers? Definitely mm. not. No. These are not sour, which is to their detriment. You know what else is tasty? What's that? Some nice listener voicemails and emails. Mm. Yes. Listener voicemails, listener uh, emails. We put out a little bit of a bat signal. Yes. Uh, because we haven't been getting as many lately. So put John put out on the socials, hey, it's your last chance for the season. Mm-hmm. So we got we got some we got some voicemails. Nice. Um so we got our a first time caller from nice. Tyler McDonald. Recent Patreon punk. Mm-hmm. He um he sent us an email with a voice memo. He said, voicemails are too much pressure, so here's a slightly less anxious voice memo. We'll take it. Yeah. Hey, Andrew and John. This is Tyler from Atlanta. Um, a friend of mine recommended I check out the podcast uh, during the, our newest podcast ever. Um, he knew Five Iron was, was one of my favorite bands, um, and it took me way too long to start listening. Um, I started listening in October 2021, hmm. um, got through that season. Um, so far, I've listened to the Slick Shoes episodes of hmm. the new season, and then I went current um, and trying to keep up um, there, and then I'll go back as I, as I you know, have time to do that. Sure. Um, gotta say it was fun and sad listening from the future, especially in relation to all the COVID stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah. I said the phrase, Oh, it gets worse. Um, many, many times to you guys, uh. even though you never knew it. Um, so as far as hangnail goes, the only album I actually owned was facing changes. Hmm. Um, and I wish I would have heard about the acoustic. Um, it's really cool how much thought they put into those versions. Um, one track with standing, of course, um so yeah i'll uh keep calling in and i want to thank you guys and all the callers and guests for uh being super friendly and and giving me you know somebody to to hang out with uh and now that i'm in the discord we can uh actually talk a little more all right yeah. magpod for life yes thank you tyler thanks man you'd you love know, to hear that starting to listen i'm just always impressed yeah when people are like i just started listening and you know, a couple of weeks ago, I crushed this entire. I'm like, wow. So many hours. <laughs> so many hours. So many hours. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, the when COVID started Ugh. with um, <laughs> with Five Iron and just like the naivete yep. with which we were operating during yep. that season. Oh, man. And now we, uh, we, joked, we joked last episode about like, future andrew and future john like what, yeah. what they would say to past us and i'm like 
no more i don't want to fuck no. with the future of anybody like i don't i just don't want to hear anything from the future i just want to like no ride this out i hope nobody's in the future hopping on board to the pod now and being like oh it gets so much worse i hope that doesn't <laughs> happen uh <laughs> but knock on wood um yeah two two thirds of the life of our podcast now at least have been under covid so that's cool um yes <laughs> thank you tyler uh appreciate folks jumping in at any point and, and hanging on for whatever portion so thanks for going through back stuff too absolutely we got an email from candace patreon punk hmm. titled last minute thoughts and she has some insider information about mm-hmm. the next season, which she's which we're not going to read at this at this time. But one of the things that she did say in her email to us was, uh, "All the discussion on gutters and home improvements are my life. <laughs> we have done so much renovation to the outside of my house since we bought it. So yes, relatable content." And she said, "I will miss hearing you guys during your much needed, I'm sure, break." One day I will see a food line in the wild and then we'll die laughing and no one will understand. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Candace, you're the best. We love you, Candace. You are truly a delight. And uh, yes, yeah, so we will we'll get to uh, avoiding spoilers, as Candace mentioned in her. And yeah. email. We'll, we'll get we'll get to some of that towards the end of this episode. Yes. So but stay tuned. Stay tuned. We have some voice other voicemails. Hey, this is Andrew from South Bend. I am a first-time caller, and uh, I grew up in Rockford, Illinois, Northern Illinois represent. Uh, One of my best friends is a couple years older than me, and he went to Carthage College. Mm -hmm. Uh, Dan went to Carthage College in Kenosha, and his freshman year, I believe it was, he got to be chemistry lab partners with Matt Wentz from Hangnail. Oh, wow. And uh, he brought back to Rockford this amazing EP, I think it was an EP, maybe it was a whole album, the yellow cover, and it completely blew my mind, and uh, it was eventually stolen from his car all his other CDs. Uh, that sucks. It was a huge bummer, but I fell in love with Hangnail at that moment, and uh, I was actually almost, I was actually a little disappointed when their BC first album came out. The yellow one has blown my mind so much. I was like, it wasn't quite up to that level in my mind. But again, I was uh, I was very young, and uh, you know, first experiences are powerful, as you've talked about on the pod. Yep. Um, yeah, and then I went to Trinity, just uh, you know, t- between 20 minutes and two hours north of North Park, up 294. And uh, my I think my freshman year, Mike was the senior. I think I, sing, I think I saw him play double bass in the Trinity Orchestra. Uh, so nice. a few connections to Hangnail. Um, and uh, I just thought I wanted to share that if you guys can get your, your hands on that yellow-covered uh, early album, it is amazing, or at least I remember it being amazing. That's all I got. Next Thoughts for Life. Thanks, Andrew. Thanks, man. Um, yeah, I don't know about this yellow No, this is not the first time I've, I've heard someone talk about the early album pre yeah. pre their debut yes. a couple people have mentioned this i mean <laughs> maybe we'll do a patreon uh episode in the break on this if we can get our hands on it but yeah maybe we messed yeah. up by not, not finding this already no i mean it's it's hard to it's hard to know because 
uh, you know, there's, it's not listed in like their official discography. So right. unless you're like an OG and you lived in Kenosha, probably <laughs> right. the chances that you have your hands on this are probably slim to none. Right. But if there's a, a Magpod listener out there yeah, who does have a digital version of this record. Yeah. Hook us up. Uh, hook us up. We'll shout you out. Um, but yeah, we would love to at the very least cover this on the, on the Patreon or something. If it's, if yeah. it's as hyped up as people are saying it is. Right. Yeah. I feel like everybody's talked about it as, as said really good things. And sucks um, that, I mean, like this is, this is also a very, 90s early 2000s thing to have your <laughs> cd book cd wallet in your car yeah. and like literally having all of your <laughs> I know, like man. earthly musical yes. possessions stolen it's Ugh, like all the I, money and hours you spent on this that's, yeah and, it, and i don't think anybody can really truly comprehend now no, like like gone. what that means if right. that wasn't your life like, <laughs> right you know Oh man, I, you know, but I think most of our listeners have, I still have several big CD books upstairs. Yeah. Uh, in, and would I be as devastated now? Probably not because I have, I think all my music is, is digitized yeah. at this point, but uh, still, I, yeah. that sucks. Yeah. I eventually made my peace with parting with my many giant CD books after moving them like four times being like, I've never listened to any of these in years, but now I regret it because there's some stuff on there that I can't get digitally. Um, but uh, interesting too there about his various connections to Hangnail. Uh, we'll hear more about uh, Matt Wentz, uh, his buddy's chemistry partner uh, at the end of the episode, <laughs> a little <laughs> Matt related announcement. And then uh, pretty rad rocking that double bass and orchestra. I guess that confirms uh, what we were saying about the acoustic EP on the Patreon. We were like, is that a cello? Is that a bass? I think it's Mike shredding <laughs> it up on an upright bass. So right on, dude. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. John, our mm. last Danny Stairs voicemail. Uh, I'm glad he made it in. Of season three. Eat just under the water. <laughs> this was from today. So he made it in just today. Hey, guys. Your boy Danny Stairs just calling in to say thanks for another fun season. Um, enjoyed what you've done. I heard some bands that I'd always heard of, but never actually listened to their music. So that was nice. Um, I still think you should go with an idea. I floated to Andrew earlier in the season, although it's probably too late for you to come up with it at this point. Um, but Magpod Fest, which kind of came up on your interview with what's his name as well. Um, I, I just thought it would be a cool, as a real thing, a theoretical exercise where you take a look at the bands this year or this season rather, and you make a, a, a little mini festival lineup for each of you. So you have like a headliner, maybe a co-headliner, and then a few openers. And, you know, you just kind of set that so you could say like what what it would be. And I don't know, you, then you take your set list you made for them and pare them down to fit in whatever size they fit uh, based on the slots that they got, all that kind of stuff. So um, I thought that would be fun. But even if not, it's been a good season. Um, toodaloo, motherfuckers. <laughs> thanks buddy uh that is a good idea and we did talk about doing it we didn't pull it together for this episode maybe that's maybe this is another we can do a couple patreon episodes in our break perhaps this could yeah. be something to do there i do think it'd um, be fun to i mean it would be a lot of work and it would probably take way longer than <laughs> in <laughs> much practice. like our set list yes yeah. way longer in practice than in theory 
Um, yes, I do think putting together, you know, the thing is like, yeah, if I had to just like off the top of my head, bands that I would like to see, like I would prioritize bands in this hypothetical situation that I couldn't see anymore. Right. Yeah. So like, obviously Ace Troubleshooter yeah. would be towards the top of that list with Goaty Hook as well. Uh, I would definitely want to have them as part of part of that, what those set lists would look like. Yeah. Um, not sure, but uh, definitely would have to have Slick Shoes in there as well. I mean, in, in terms of like the bands that we've covered this season, if I had to pick, if we're just going for it with top three of bands that I would love to see live uh, from bands we've done this season, it would be those three for sure. Man, that's, that's tough. Cause then you're, yeah, the weighing. I mean, there's Craig's brother as well. I forgot that, that Craig's brother too. How much uh, are you weighing bands that you can't see? You know what I mean? Like, it's does a, that it's make a, the difference? It's a, I mean, it's a pretty, it's a pretty big, yeah. I mean, I've never seen Ace Troubleshooter. Right. And John Warren, our dude still, he's still got it. He does. Uh, yeah, we, I mean, and does, does Magna Fright Pod count? Um, we might need to expand on this, on this. Uh, yeah. You know, We're going to, at the blast, end of this episode. Blaster the Rocket Man. I don't know. Yeah. Blaster's <laughs> got to go in. Um, <laughs> we're going to talk at the end of this episode about some of our highlights, uh, personal fave yes. moments from this season. So we might, I might throw together an, an on the fly version of an answer to Danny's question for that moment. But anyway. Yeah. All right. Uh, we have a, our last voicemail. Let's see who this is. Uh, Google Translate did not do a very good job. Hey friends, it's Mickey. I don't have anything really <laughs> amazing because uh, Google Translate said, "Hey friends, it's McGee, McGee, McGee and me." That's it, McGee. It's McGee and me. <laughs> hey friends, it's McGee. Hey, it's McGee. I'm just no, gonna. It's, it's just Mickey. It's just Mickey. Friends, Not just it's Mickey. Mickey. I don't have anything really topic specific here that I want to share. I just. Kind of wanted to come in here and say congratulations on another excellent season. Uh, I know that I've given you guys a lot of shit over the last however long I've been listening. Um, (laughs) But I hope you both know that it's all in out of of love. And uh, I love you both. I love this community. Uh. I think what you've done is incredible to cultivate this community of people, even though, as I've probably mentioned before, like, I don't fully feel like I fit in in the sense that I did not have the same sort of background in this scene as everyone else did. But you know what? It doesn't matter because I'm here and you guys are amazing and inclusive and just, it's incredible. So congrats on another season. Well done. And I look forward to everything else that you guys do. Magpod for life. Mickey. Uh, Mickey, you're getting me emotional. I love it. I love it. And do you know what makes this even better? Hmm. That Mickey sort of wrapping up the voicemails, being somebody who doesn't regularly leave voicemails, being the Mm -hmm. the last one of the season. Yeah. It feels it feels like it feels poetic in a way. Totally. We appreciate all you folks who don't love 
calling in but are just listening regardless and uh you know if you work up the nerve to drop the occasional voicemail we love that too but mickey uh yeah you mean a lot to us too thank you so much we love you uh so speaking of people who who have called in Mm. a lot over the years (laughs) talking about our boy danny leary that's right um he has put together a special little quiz for us. Ooh, baby. So why don't we hand over the quiz master reigns Mm. to our boy, Danny Leary. John, we are welcoming back on the pod, maybe for the third time. At least. As a guest, uh, Danny Leary of the Sadie Hawkins pod of the 90s sitcom too many dannys <laughs> <laughs> patreon punk just all around good dude and pal danny welcome back to magnified pod hello we are happy going? we're happy to have you here because this is uh as everybody knows our last episode of the season and we thought why not end the season with a game where neither john nor i are giving the quiz but Mm -hmm. we are the contestants we've never done this before yeah this is yeah so this is exciting first time for everybody we have we have long talked about turning the tables i've been the quiz master a couple times and turned the tables on you but yes a a new outside quiz master turning the tables on us and us Mm. competing against each other in a in a brutal contest uh and brutal so brutal and (laughs) Who better to become the quid ma- quiz master the than quid our master? dear friend Dan? The quiz master. Uh, he, he he knows all about <laughs> about European English European yeah. currency. Yeah, is <laughs> a quiz master in it? It's quiz master. Oh bollocks! He um, stole me quid. He did. He did. <laughs> yes, the quiz master Danny Leary coming in to do it right. So we're very excited about this. Hello. So yeah, I you guys were talking online on Instagram. I saw it, and I think you might have mentioned it. On, a, on the podcast one time mm-hmm. in the last month or something. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. But you were talking about someone else giving you a quiz. And I had had this quiz idea that we're going to talk, that we're going to do to give to Jessica on our show. But like, we don't have the format of, you know, stopping the pod, you know, of having a spot in the podcast where we naturally would do a quiz. So <laughs> sure. I was waiting for this theme to come up in some way, but this theme doesn't really come up in Relying K songs. Sure. So I was like, okay, I'll offer the game to you guys. And then just the fact that I've been on here, I'm going to give this same quiz to Jessica next week, no matter what song we do. It's probably going to have nothing to do with the theme of this <laughs> quiz, but I can sure. just give it to her. So everyone listening now, you can <laughs> cross pollination, cross promotion. You can go listen to our next episode after this one and hear how Jessica fares at the exact same quiz. Ah, okay, cool. So Love you it, guys, man. and I'll tell what the theme is in just a second, but you guys might have some idea because some of these answers, you even if you don't know them specifically, maybe you've seen them around Christian record stores, you'll have some idea. Mm-hmm. But Jessica's going to have really no idea. <laughs> so it'll be fun. So my Andrew style intro to the mm-hmm. quiz is John, Andrew, we all know that Hangnail Shreds but can you tell me which of these shredding metal bands would be in the store alongside Hangnail at a family Christian bookstore? Well done. <laughs> what I have here are a bunch of metal bands mm. that you guys, whether you may know them or not, you have to tell me, is this a Christian 
or secular band. So based off of possible knowledge you actually have, or you might have to take some wild guess, guesses just based off of the names. Okay. So you're um, just giving you're just giving us the metal band name, and we have to based off that band name alone. Yes. Secular and or Christian. Got it. Secular or Christian. And this all came up because, oh, first of all, this is what I'm wearing. I can I'll lean the camera down. I'm wearing a Megadeth shirt with, with the uh the Batman who laughs. Yes. From the oh, recent man. from the recent like black metal comics of DC Comics. Yeah, this is good. Um noted believer in Christ, Dave Mustaine. Yes, so that yes. all kind of sells it. So in the in 2021. <laughs> They're gonna say Bruce Wayne, but either right. <laughs> noted Christian um, Bruce Wayne. Well, um, in the last in 2021, I finally really got into metal. Like I was never into metal my whole life. Like I had t- certain bands I liked and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, times when I tried to really get into punk metal, like in the early 2000s and metalcore was huge with, you know, Warped Tour and all that stuff. Sure. So I had friends who were in metal bands, but I just wasn't like overall into metal. And 2021 was such a crappy year for us. <laughs> it was yeah. worse than 2020 that um, we, I just really got into like aggressive metal for the first time. And where I like, settled was like 80s thrash metal because i was like yeah. i was feeling like by listening to 80s thrash metal i was really reconnecting with something i didn't identify with when i was a kid like this is what i missed out on like a fomo sure. thing so i started listening to megadeth and maybe some bands in this list that i won't say who they are and stuff like that i talked about lich king is like a newer thrash metal band that i've really gotten into they're actually like a little family friendly but they still have some messed up fun lyrics like anything messed up that's the band I, I I suggest everyone go check out. Lich King, they're amazing. They're super fun. I sent you guys a cover that they did of uh, Van Halen. Do you remember that? A couple yes. months, a couple years oh, ago. Yeah. Like, yeah. My Lich King association is Adventure Time. <laughs> right. And it's in their bio. They just wrote like, not associated with Adventure Time. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. So, that was cool though. Yeah. So based off of that, actually listening to heavy metal in the last year, I was like, you know, there's a lot of bands that technically aren't Christian bands that sing like there's Slayer of course and other like in black metal bands who are decidedly anti-Christian but there are plenty of other bands that like sing about the book of revelations or sing about Christian sure. mythology in a non like you know anti way so I'm like what makes those bands not go like, I guess they don't identify they don't say they're Christian or whatever and then I like discover like Alice Cooper is actually like a born again Christian but he's yeah, got yes. he like he like dismembers people on stage and stuff so it's you know so I started like just figuring this out. I thought it would just be a fun game for Jessica. And now it, it makes much, it makes sense to give it to you guys. We should have, we sh- if we, if we had known this, like <laughs> this would have been like perfect for like the Magnifrite pod. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Because like, speaking of like bands that like have this sort of bloody gory aesthetic, but are mm-hmm. very much in that Christian vein. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Grave that robber, would've... you know, for example. Well, right. But it's a great capper to a season as well. Yeah, because hangnail shreds. Hangnail shreds. shreds. Yeah, yeah. Nail shreds. <laughs> um, so I didn't have a name. I, I just realized An- Andrew always has a name for his games. I don't have a name for this game. So Christian or not Christian metal quiz. Here we like go. <laughs> so you guys are going to buzz in. Right. Uh, and then you can uh, let me know what you think of these. So I'll start off. Here's the first one. Andrew and John. Christian or secular? Sacrament. Andrew. Uh, Sacrament is Christian. Yes. Because in my mind, in my mind, I, I, as soon as I raised my hand, I, I second guess because I'm like, <laughs> wait, because in my mind, I was thinking, 
Testament because Testament is secular. I, maybe I shouldn't start saying. <laughs> maybe you I, shouldn't get ahead of us. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Shit. Sorry. <laughs> so yes, I wrote down a, and I wrote down a short bio for everybody. Progressive thrash metal band from Philadelphia, eighty-nine to ninety-four. Sacrament. I feel like I've heard of them. I feel like yeah. I remember album covers or something. I just I, I feel- just bl- blow one of the. I'm sorry. I, okay, well, I'll, we'll see. I'll, I'll refrain from mentioning other metal bands. I think that means your point is wiped off the board. Oh, you, you <laughs> son of a bitch. Sure. <laughs> well, All tell right. me about this. So here's the next one. Okay. Uh, Christian or secular? Creator. John. Uh, secular. Yes, that is correct. Yeah. Is it creator like with the- a K? Yes. Okay. I was, I decided not to specify just in case. Just in case yeah. it brought to mind like, oh, creator. Yeah. I should have uh, <laughs> I went the counterintuitive route. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't remember Creator. Yeah, I, I, I knew the name and I, I hesitated and I. <clears throat> I recently, I, yeah, I recently put out an MXPX meme because uh, I was putting the Poconacha Punk from the self-titled popping out of any hole yes. right. on a yes. cover, and there's a Creator album where it's like a goblin head that's been like vivisected oh, or something, like right. opened up with like <laughs> surgical implements, and I put the Poconacha Punk popping out. So German thrash metal, 82 to present, satanic lyrics, one of their top songs is called on Spotify today, it's called Satan is Real. <laughs> and it's fitting because there's also that famous uh, folk Christian album called Satan, Satan is right, Real. Right, I don't remember those, yeah, yeah. they're two brothers. I don't remember right, right. <laughs> Amazing. So Christian or satanic metal, they both believe the same thing. Christian <laughs> folk or satanic metal. There's um, more that there's more that we agree on than binds us, people. This is a exactly. Satan. Satan is the bridge to understanding. <laughs> I love talking about being bathed in blood. <laughs> yeah. So speaking of that, perfect segue, John. Hey. Third one, baptized in blood. Ooh. Oh, that was really close. I can't tell who buzzed in. Uh, shoot. I don't have no idea. <laughs> Do you guys want to say it at the same time? Sure. And we'll sure. see who, and, and if you tie, you tie. Ready? Three, two, one, go. Christian. Secular. Okay, well, good. We're actually going to get one point. So John is correct. They are a ah. secular band. Canadian yeah. metal band from 2004 to 2014 managed by Dave Mustaine. So maybe the fact ah. that their manager oh. is a believer mm. in Christ who has appeared on like Fox News and similar things. Maybe. Yeah, Dave <laughs> that makes them slightly Christian. is a bummer these days. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the yeah. thing is like, because I just got into Megadeth, I'm like, well, I'm into it for the music. And until like something, you know, he's a bummer. I get it. He's a, he's a total dick, <laughs> but I'm yeah. still like, I'm not like, I bought one Batman related shirt. I, I don't feel like well, I've given greatly too also rust rust in peace is one of the best metal albums of all time right so can i've gotten jessica into him into megadeth like legitimately like because i was like megadeth also has some qualities in their production that are reminiscent of hair metal and jessica's like a big hair whether or not dave mustaine wants to admit it like some of their sounds accidentally sound pop metal hair metal (laughs) yeah Yeah. with a thrashy core yeah um yeah baptized in blood another one that i feel like i can picture vaguely in my head okay yeah because they're a newer band so maybe you've just seen them talked about somewhere could be um so the next one is called cross faith christian or secular cross faith cross faith one word cross faith (laughs) oh my gosh i really think john i think john had it by like a millisecond uh christian no No. secular all right (laughs) 
So nobody should gets I, a point on that one. Yeah, nobody gets. I was gonna say, should I be giving points to the other person? No. What did you think, Andrew? Do you have to put uh, your hand up? You know, I be honest. I was going to probably say Christian. Okay. Uh, but I, I don't know. Maybe we need to. I, I need to take into account that what John did with going with the the opposite of what right they're actually a they're like a present day metalcore band from osaka japan i had never heard of them i was just i went through the metal archives the metal encyclopedia and i was yeah. just looking for words like well i shouldn't be giving away my pro thought process for this list sure. so uh okay I'll, i'm watching your hands very closely right now for this okay. next one secular or christian lamb of god andrew that's secular Yes. yes. <laughs> Although, when I tried looking in, when I tried Googling, like, band pe metal bands people think are Christian but aren't, Lamb of God came at the top because, like, Jimmy Kimmel made jokes about it and, like, right. they apparently actually deal with people booking or, or, like, advertising them as a Christian metal band. So, right. yeah. I just saw some meme about an old lady driving up to a concert that had <laughs> Lamb of God on the like marquee. And she was like, about to see a nice Christian show. I forget where I saw this. Anyway. There's a Simpsons thing where Ned Flanders is going to a Christian rock concert and it's a Chris right. Rock in concert. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> similar, similar vibes. So uh, this next one I'm excited for, uh, if you guys could figure this out, <laughs> I shouldn't have said anything. So blood and fire, Christian or secular, blood and like and, but blood the letter and N. Blood and fire, <clears throat> Andrew. This is uh, cheesy enough. If it's blood in fire, like I in, and or, the letter like, N. Yes, yeah, like right. bo like boys in the hood. Christian. They are Christian. Yes. That's, I mean, that's so it's so it's like like that's corny. It's corny. Yeah. So like that, that, that to me strikes me as very uh, Christian metal band trying to be like yeah we're hip. This sounds this sounds like something that would have come out in like 1991. It is so they are a funk metal band from the Ooh. 1990s, and I uh, I realized you guys are in charge of the Zoom, so I don't really have a way of showing you this other than maybe yeah. holding this up to the camera. Their album cover has a whole new life of its own in the <laughs> oh, meme world. Yes, indeed. This My is God. their album Messiah, and it is a giant Jesus looking directly <laughs> in the Earth's face, like not social distancing. <laughs> Jesus versus Earth. Yeah. Yeah. And so this be has become a giant like meme of Jesus being sad that you're jerking off or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Right, right, yeah. right. I made a not MXPX meme of this of like every time a uh, Christian band signs to a secular label. <laughs> I was like, I recognize this from some meme. <laughs> I didn't That's even funny. know the name of the band, but I knew it was from a Christian rec uh, Christian metal album. I'd heard that before, so I had to like reverse engineer and figure out who it was. Okay. And if their name had been, we are a Christian band, I was still going to put it in here. Like you had to, you still had, I still had to mention that just for the meme connection. Uh, uh, that is, yeah, that is a, about as cheesy as the name of the band. Yes. Suggests. Blood and fire, eh? Yeah. So, uh, uh, also, the, you, also house Targaryens, uh, house words <laughs> for all my Game of Thrones heads out there. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'll take your word for it. Yeah, uh, missed, so, missed that one. <laughs> so our first grouping, our first pair grouping, I am going to list off the names of two metal bands that have a thematic connection, and you have to raise your hands if you are convinced you know which one's the secular band and which one is the Christian band. Okay. So okay. we have, here they are, Death Star and Vader. Death Star uh, and Vader. Death Star and Vader. And since you both didn't raise your hand immediately, I'll give you an Sorry. extra... 
also Death Star is X Death Star X. That's how they that's how they write it. So X Death Star X John. Death Star is Christian. That is correct. Yeah. He's Death Star Star Wars yeah. core apparently. Yeah, I guess so. So Death F, De- X Death Star X is a straight edge Christian okay. uh, metal band on Face Down Records. Vader is a Polish death metal band from '83 right. with themes of H.P. Lovecraft, World War II, horror, and science fiction. Cool. That sounds uh, right up John's alley. <laughs> yeah, it does. I feel like I've heard of Death Star though. X Death Star X. So you guys are three against three right now for however mm. many uh, you didn't get right at all. I'm not sure. I wasn't keeping track of that. But the next band is called Blood Covenant. Christian or secular? Blood Covenant. Andrew. Uh, secular. No. Mm, shit. Now this one I wouldn't expect anyone to necessarily know. This is an, another international band. This is an Indian, South, oh. like a South Indian Tamil Christian oh. metal band from 2005 to present. Love this. I'm cool. so, I had, I'm so yeah. into that. I, I loved I loved that entire sentence. <laughs> uh, the next one, I'll wait until Andrew's ready. He's got Sorry. his drink down. This one is called Vengeance Rising. Christian or secular? Andrew. Uh, this is Christian. That is correct because this, this is the yeah. five iron. The five exactly. iron. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's wait, the reason I this? threw it in here. Vengeance Rising. Receive him. They receive him from the live five iron oh. album. <laughs> right, of course. Receive him. <laughs> so our next, so uh, we're almost there. Uh, and right now, Andrew is leading with four against three. Good. So our next two pair grouping. So I'm going to list two names and you tell me if you can figure out which one is Christian. This is the theme of Norwegian black metal. So bands specifically from Norway and performing black metal or unblack metal. We have, <laughs> I gotta get close, Thimblewinter or Himmelricht. Thimblewinter or Himmelricht. What do you think? Which one's Christian? Andrew, which one's Christian? Thimblewinter or Himmelricht? I'm going to say Himmelricht is the Christian band. That is correct. Andrew coming out strong, five wow. against three. Wow. wow. Okay. Do we know what Himmelricht means? I, no, I, I didn't write down any notes for either band because I just uh, deliberately went and looked for just Norwegian looking names. I didn't do anything else than that. Sounds more godly though. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was trying to, I was trying to go with, or something. I was going to try to go with my, my, Scandinavian uh, heritage and studying of, of Swedish in college, and see if I could deduce anything from that. But I nothing. I was like, uh, something hem, because like it's the 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 words for uh, uh, boy and girl in in Swedish would not be the same as. But I'm wondering if the hema is like is something related to is something a, ma- a masculine sort of like father or like right something the winter could just be more general winter vibes not necessarily yeah. well, i feel ill prepared this is like a, this That's is the right. only We're one gonna, i didn't take notes on we'll do our own research <laughs> so uh we'll try to go th- uh, so i got like six left so we'll try okay, to go yeah. through these a little faster secular or christian exodus man i should know this i'm Sounds so happy familiar. i'm so happy that you guys don't know this one <laughs> i'm so i i really should know john this. christian no, no. <laughs> I'm so happy because Exodus <laughs> is a contemporary band of Metallica from the Bay Area in the 80s thrash okay. metal band. One of the yeah. first I was like listening to when I was getting yeah. into 80s thrash, but they have yeah. 
They they are a, a little like less melodic than even like early Metallica or whatever, and they definitely have lyrics on the side of like you know, not like a bummer like bummer lyrics. Yeah, like sad upsetting lyrics, like more violent violent and stuff. Right, it does sound so, familiar uh, now. So I wasn't able to get into them, uh, but the next one is called uh, this next band, Seventh Angel. What do you think, secular or Christian? Seventh Angel, uh, Andrew. Uh, I'm gonna go Christian. That's correct. British, I wrote down British Doom and Thrash Band. I haven't heard of them, but British Doom and Thrash Band from 87 to 93, reunited in 2008 to present on Bombworks Records, which I found out is like a Christian record label that has like Holy Soldier, who I did not put on this list because it sounded too obvious. And they're a pretty big earlier, a pretty influential earlier Christian band. Um, I've talked about when me and my cousin, when we were like 10, had a fake band called Disciples, right? (laughs) <laughs> we wore like yes. cut off gloves and guitars and uh until you realized there was a band called disciple well, we <laughs> didn't know that anyway we were christian there was a there was a band there was a ska band locally in new hampshire called cool hands luke no no there was a christian band called cool i do I, whatever there was you know there was a christian band called cool hand luke or cool hands luke and then there was a local new hampshire ska band called the one that wasn't the other christian band and so they would like get like local, like it was very confusing. Cool hand, um, I think Cool Hand Luke was the Christian band. Okay, yeah. So Cool Hands Luke was the local New Hampshire ska band that was not Christian. <laughs> I should have said so. <laughs> ska band, Cool Hands Luke. Right, right. Cool hand Luke. <laughs> next time. So uh, okay, we're getting there. We're almost there. Here's this next one. I'm watching your hands. Testament. John. God damn it. Christian. No! (laughs) They're famous, right? Yes. Yeah, they're famous. Again, they're like contemporary of of Metallica and they were a Bay Area band. Although they do have like, they're one of the bands that got me the idea for this because Testament is mentioned in a Flanders episode where he dates, yeah, but they just picked the name Testament because it sounded like a Christian band, but they weren't a Christian band. Although they do have some, yeah, they do have some Christian positive lyrics and they have an amazing song called Brotherhood of the Snake which is about like the snake people taking over the earth and how the Vatican (laughs) knows all about it. But then they have other like slightly more positive. Yeah. (laughs) The snake people, of course. Yeah. Um, Um, See, I'm, I'm floundering now because I'm like, I got to get on the board. And so I'm just raising my hand with abandon. I fucked up. Everybody knows Testament. So I am going to, so let's see. Uh, We'll do two more. So John has a chance. If he gets both of these, you guys will tie. But if you don't tie, then Andrew's definitely going to win. So All right, John, the- how about how about if I, John, if you if you sweep these next two, I'll call you the winner. How about that? Are we just gonna give them to him? Like you don't even you won't even contest. No, you won't even play. No, I'm I'm gonna go for it. Oh, okay, but if, but if I if he if he raises his hand and gets these next two before I do, then I'll give I'll, I'll concede the win to him. Okay, we gotta have a winner. We can't have any ties. So this is a grouping. This is the this is another grouping. And this okay. is, so tell me which one's the Christian band and which one's the secular band. We have Messiah Prophet or Messiah Force. John. Messiah Force is Christian. No. Oh. <laughs> this Man. is one, Messiah Force is apparently a completely forgotten Canadian band. Now they might have been Christian, but there's like no information on them. So it doesn't say they're Christian. Messiah Prophet is one of the first generation of Christian metal bands. All right. Messiah Force, completely forgotten Canadian band. So let's Pretty just sure call it. Christian. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll call Andrew the winner, but here's the last all one. Right, I don't want right. to skip this one. 
Oh. Uh, so let's just, you know what? If you get this one, you, you automatically, automatically win. Okay. That's Hell bullshit. Patrol. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Hell Patrol. Hell Patrol. Andrew. Uh, this is, this sounds Christian. No. <laughs> no. You still win, technically. Yeah. I mean, I, I said if John gets it, he wins. So yeah. you have secured your win. But no, Hell Patrol. This I didn't want to miss this one because not only is it secular, but it's the name of a Judas Priest song. And according to the uh, the Metal Archives website, there are at least seven bands named Hell Patrol, and none <laughs> of them that I could see appeared to be Christian. All right. <laughs> so I had to throw that in there. Although it sounds like the most Christian name, like you're it out does. there patrolling. Well, is hell. it? Is it? Is it? Uh, you know hell representatives patrolling or is it <laughs> angels patrolling hell citizens you know what i mean <laughs> i'm not yeah what's the judas i hope it was judas priest and not some other similar band but i'm pretty sure hell patrol judas priest is a song and like wildfire oh there we go lyrics are like wildfire comes roaring mad whirlwind burning the road black thunder white lightning speed demons cry sounds like it's a motorcycle song hell patrol <laughs> night riders death dealers Stormbringers, tear up the ground fists flying eyes blazing maybe it's about ghost rider hey i like that <laughs> big big mcu heads over there yeah in <laughs> uh danny have you seen the movie mandy <laughs> No, I've been meaning to. I've watched like I watched like the the, the Cheddar Goblin scene on YouTube <laughs> and stuff like that. <laughs> there, there is a a force of uh, demonic motorcycle riders that are called upon. They might be called something oh, like the okay. Hell Patrol. Uh, anyway, get them on the pod. Um, and the final score is I, I didn't I didn't write down how many you guys didn't get, but Andrew got five and John got three. So all right, there you well, go. Fair yeah. enough. Just, I I concede. Your yeah victory all and my game. ultimate sorry <laughs> all the metal all the metal heads are so disappointed with just us yelling yeah. at us a testament is pretty bad that was a bad one for you that Boy. is pretty egregious um, especially since i mentioned them like yeah that's why i was watching your hands closely at that point because i'm like i know like before i i wasn't 100 percent sure testament wasn't a christian band back yeah. when i saw that simpsons episode but like yeah. i figured it out later listen <laughs> As a quizzy, yeah. sometimes my head gets mixed up. I'm, I'm going <laughs> okay, after impulses. Okay. Oh, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, enjoy your victory. Danny, a wonderful <laughs> quiz. Uh, what a good time. Thank you for coming in and quiz mastering us. No problem. And um, I will be very curious to see how, if Jess beats us. Yes, yeah. I'll see how she does. And I'll, I, I don't know how you score one person against the score of two, but I'll figure it out. I'll figure out some sort of algorithm that decides <laughs> say, if she did better than you guys. You won, probably. I'm just going to yeah. call that. She's um, sitting next to me right here. You didn't. She has big headphones on. You didn't hear any of the answers, right? Mm-hmm. No, she didn't. She says she says she didn't hear any mm-hmm. of the answers. So. This might be like a quiz show situation where right. this whole thing is fixed. <laughs> She's wearing the headphones, exactly like right. quiz show. Yeah. You guys are going to get a free house out of this summer. Um, <laughs> Well, exciting times over in the Reliant K world, Danny. Before That's you right. go, tell us a little bit about, you know, we're about to take a little break here. So folks need some pod content in their life and they're not already all over City Hawkins pod. Uh, head over there. What are you guys up to these days with all the Reliant K news? Um, it's been a whirlwind. It's been, <laughs> it's been, there's been a lot going on. They retweeted us for the first time yeah. ever. Did you see that? Right. I did. And, yes. uh, 
and then like someone from my job saw it and i'm like oh this is a nightmare this is a nightmare <laughs> that someone like at the christmas party we talked about it in the the next week's episode but like okay. at the christmas party someone came up to me it's like i thought about this band reliant k for the first time and i'm like oh no because i don't want <laughs> it's not like i They're talk about my, yeah it's not like i talk about my job at work i mean it's not like i talk about my podcast at work right. or not or don't need but i just don't need people to know whatever That's but yeah like- there, I, yeah. I had a coworker bring up onto a screen in a meeting, like our podcast once. And I was like, no, this is like <laughs> worlds colliding in a way I don't appreciate. Right. Um, anyway. Uh, so yeah. Reliant yes. K is back. They're touring. We're hoping to go there in Boston or Orlando. So anybody out there in March, still up in the air. We don't know a hundred percent if we're going to make it over there, but yeah, to the East coast. Hopefully yeah, cool. they play on the West Coast at some point. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, big, big doings. Everyone, lots of lots of people. Like I at least I don't have to deal with people saying, like, do you think they're ever coming back? Do you know if they're ever coming back? Because people <laughs> right. would DM us all the time, like, what's going on? And like they were only really on hiatus for like two years. And then the pandemic hit. And no right. one would have been freaking out that they'd never come back if the pandemic hadn't hit because that's two years is a perfectly reasonable hiatus for a band that's been going <laughs> nonstop. Like they did the five iron frenzy thing of like an album every year. They were on that same cycle. Like they're adults now they have lives, they have other businesses, so they can yeah. take five years off during a pandemic. Yeah. So well, the streets are saying the reason they reunited is because of Sadie Hawkins pod. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's very possible that the tour is called the um, yeah tour. And I said, this is definitely named after our transitions from topics when we go, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The real um, heads know. Yeah. So, Danny, before you go, uh, speaking of the real heads, speaking of Boston, speaking of the skies, yes. uh, yeah. I feel like we both need to um, pour one out. Yeah. Pour one out for our boys, uh, the Mighty Mighty Bostones. Pour who, out of Sam Adams. Who announced today that they are no longer a band, uh, which to me came out of nowhere yeah uh after they released an album last year mm-hmm. they were like they had plans to play festivals this summer right and it just it seemed super abrupt and it caught me off guard i was really right. surprised and very sad i don't know if there were what is at play that with with this but there's obviously got to be it's it's being a band during a pandemic especially when you're when you're a ska band you have so many people you know it's like it's it can't be easy to have been a professional band during the pandemic so if that's part of it maybe it is i don't know but uh yeah it was i saw it like minutes before we got on here and i was like oh (laughs) i was like well i don't want to bring down the atmosphere by mentioning it greatest metal band of all time the mighty mighty boss (laughs) sounds there you go yeah Uh, i mean that's like nearly 40 years of being a band right right early 80s yeah 1983 was wild uh devil's night out so uh, they presumably playing before even before then so what a good uh, note to end on yeah i can't it's probably not jimmy kimmel's fault this time because when the boston's broke up in the early 2000s i remember people online being like this is jimmy kimmel's fault because he hired (laughs) dickie barrett as his as his announcer, uh, announcer guy so right. obviously Dickie Barrett's that. making more money on the show than he makes as a Boston and I'm like eh, maybe or he took that job because he knew Scott was dying at the time but yeah so out of left field so yeah super it, sad especially about that. during the Scott renaissance mm-hmm. right well 
if you guys start a podcast, maybe you can get them to tour just like you did with Reliant K. So <laughs> yes, that's love a good for idea. that. Um, all right. On that sad note, thank you, Danny, for coming <laughs> by. Everybody, go check out Sadie Hawkins' pod. Uh, yeah, have fun uh, with you know Dermike and the gang. <laughs> we will. <laughs> all right. See you, buddy. Take Bye. Care. Hi, I'm Peter Santoscano. I host Bubble and Squeak here on the Rock Candy Network. I tell personal, revealing stories. He whispered, Did you just masturbate? Because I felt a terrible presence of evil enter the... I make prank phone calls to the past. Heimbach. General Star, Elijah Heimbach speaking. How may I help? Into the future. <clears throat> because my boyfriend and I are just not having enough sex. Always a problem with the butt sex. Yeah, you just have to listen to it. It's too hard to describe. Check out Bubble and Squeak wherever you listen to podcasts. Squeedly deedly dee. Squeedly dee. Squeedly dee indeed. We're back. <laughs> Yes. Talking hangnail again. One last time. Talking transparent. Mm. The final LP from our Kino- the Kenosha Shredders. That's right. <laughs> um, should we That's- get shirts made that say that? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Uh, the, I was I was just thinking the you know the the Kenosha Kickers. Kenosha Kickers. <laughs> the That's Kenosha right. Kickers. You know, uh, polka 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 polka. <laughs> That's a Home Alone reference. John Candy. Oh, these are um, songs. Yeah, big hits for us. <laughs> oh man, that was that is that is outstanding. Love this. Love it. Okay. Um anyway, yeah, so we are talking transparent. Uh this is going to be it's going to be an interesting last episode because mm. I think John John and I we don't as we've said before we don't talk about the albums prior and our takes Mm -hmm. prior to the episodes but there have been some things that have been insinuated uh (laughs) i think we're going to disagree Mm. uh maybe significantly over this record could be um we'll get to our rankings but (laughs) this one i don't think it's going to be a surprise for anybody um, but regardless of how they actually shake out in the rankings of these three records, maybe four if we include Christmas, I don't know, whatever, we'll get to that. Um, but I, I remain the biggest fan of their, I mean, out of the three, the one I like the most is the first. I think we are right. in agreement on that. Yes. However, I like this record a lot and mm. you may not <laughs> um but we'll dive in we will dive in yes you want to why don't we go over i mean obviously yep. we got the same cast and crew same dudes faces Sa- still aren't changing faces not changing uh we can't see through their faces though they are not transparent <laughs> right but the also some of the same dudes hitting up that blasting room again that's right. This was uh, released July twenty second, two thousand three, on Tooth and Nail, not on BEC. Mm. So, as we've said a few times, like kind of confusing when they decided to go with BEC and when not to. But anyway, their Tooth and Nail debut for their last album, um, Cornerstone two thousand three, was their official ending. People knew that was going to be their 
last show and they did do a reunion show as we've said but that was kind of their last outing at the time and the final album came out after that so this is kind of what uh chris was referencing in his interview with us last week where it was like people knew that this last album was coming and then some of them at least were bummed that they didn't get to uh hear more of that uh later because they liked the direction they were going in but yes recorded again at the blasting room by bill stevenson i don't believe stefan edgerton was uh, producing this time but bill is back uh, he produced and engineered it Again, mastered at Mastermind Productions by Trevor Sadler, and again, mixed by Jason Livermore. I think it sounds great, man. It does I, sound good. This sounds, this sounds the best of the three. Um, the guitar tone is so good. Um, Mike's voice lament, is the best it's been. Mike's voice is, is the best he's ever sounded. The harmonies and the background vocals are also the best they've ever sounded. Um, you know, it, it, the drums sound better. That was one of my kind of complaints about the second record Mm -hmm. is that even though the sound had improved, I maybe wished the mix on the drums is a little better. I feel like they sound a lot more forward in the mix here. Um, I love the bass lines throughout. Um, It's a little less of a pop sheen on it than the second record, I would say. Um, We were sort of lamenting that it didn't go a little harder uh, facing changes. And I feel like on Transparent, it is a little heavier. The shredding's coming back in a little more. Not as much as the first record, but certainly a lot more than on the last album and so i appreciate that sort of combination of a it sounds great and b they are kind of going harder again um and that combo really works for me uh for the most part um i feel like it's more adventurous than the last album that was another thing we talked about not really appreciating the change that the first would you know take some risks some little moments of flourishes or surprises along the way um that had less uh, uh, there was less of that on the second record here i feel like those are back the songs are taking sort of turns that you don't expect again um yep. now i would say that this it, you know it may not have the same pop sheen but it is more rock focused than punk on the whole um i feel like they're getting further away from that skate punk sound and maybe more on the second half like i definitely prefer the first half of this record i feel like it is a little more outwardly punk rather than more of a straightforward rock sound like some of these songs have um so it's not just it's not so much the pop sheen that the second record had but just like this pleasing understanding of a pop sound but that still goes hard that i really like here like i like the energy throughout different energy than the first record which i still love that hard skate punk energy but i like the pop rock energy of this one um I like it quite a bit. I like all three of the records. Um, this one is, you know, a different sound than the first record, but I feel like strikes a kind of nice balance. Um, I can see their sort of evolution from the first two records to getting to this point. And I think it's a cool um, place they've sort of landed on. Um, you know, thematically, lots of songs about sort of identity, perceived yes. identity, pretending to be something you're not fitting in how people think of you all that stuff so maybe that was the kind of stuff they were wrestling with at Mm. the time um but still for the most part a lot of songs about god and how to live a life as somebody who wants to um put faith in god and and act that out but i feel like there's some stuff to unpack but for the most part these feel like slightly more complex uh thematic songs when it comes to that stuff maybe um but we'll get into it i don't know do you want to say anything else before we dive in yeah 
um this uh this album is not one that i have too many criticisms of sure with the music at all like i i think it as you said sounds great all of the mixing all of the production all of the risk taking the the harmonies uh mike's vocals Mm -hmm. the drums sound especially good and interesting i feel like there's some Mm -hmm. cool stuff being done on the drums uh on this record i think my main struggles as often is comes from some of the lyrics on this record yeah which jumped out at me in different ways than the the previous two records yeah and and i think they're just several times where i feel like things were a bit pointed that yeah just sort of like uh had it it just sort of was like yeah it's it, <laughs> yeah. it was it was a bit tough it was a bit tough uh okay so we can get into that we can get into it uh yeah. i want i want to i want to hear some of your your takes and some of your thoughts i mean obviously we're gonna do a little unpacking as we usually do um mm-hmm. and again like as uh i like to remind everybody this is like you know my interpretation, my reading of lyrics uh, coming from an album that's almost 20 years old, but um, also coming from a place of my own, you know, spiritual and religious trauma and pain. So like, that's how a lot of this stuff yeah, for me is, uh, is, is manifested in me even many years later. Mm-hmm. So uh, I just want to give that sort of, yeah. Uh, preface you know before this sure. discussion begins yeah and you're not wrong that there is stuff that i included in my notes like what are we talking about here but i also feel like maybe <laughs> I, I just had a harder time unpacking some of these songs like i feel like a lot of the songs they've done so far have been like well it's not like you know complex poetry here like i kind of understand what's happening whereas this one i'm a little bit more like i don't quite understand what's happening and maybe your take on them is uh you're more honed in on what's what's actually happening there so anyway we'll we'll get into that all right survey of self first song my number two my number two as well yes uh, i think this rules i um, love the double time or the, yes. the 
on in the chorus going a little faster, which I feel like we lament often. It's like, yes. oh, we just wish this would like pick up and and, yep. and the harmonies and the the background vocals, the uh it all just sounds it sounds so good. It all sounds yeah. so good. This is a great punch you in the face opening to an album. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, it starts and hard and it's it's great. We talked about like that's what we want. That's what their self-titled album delivers moved away from that a little bit with facing changes and now we're back to just like oh yeah hit me in the face we're we're immediately tearing it up um i like as you were saying the change from the verse to the chorus that change feels exciting um you know there are times we've talked about like we're not sure this part totally fits with the other part with some of their songs and even though it's like cool that there are some risks when it comes to that it's like is this all cohesive and for me that feels like as opposed to a change that like doesn't work like one that's really exciting as you're saying when we move into that faster mode i'm like oh cool this is where we're going um and i feel like the opening itself is just like a microcosm of that where it's like yeah there's a riff and then there's a change in the time signature for like two seconds to just yeah. that one chord where it's like yeah um yeah the fast chorus is great it's really driving uh there's even changes within the chorus where there's like a melodious first half and then it goes into more hardcore progression right of uh, the opening and then back to melodious like it's so cool there's so many different points where they're kind of mixing it up and just keeping the energy going um a nice soaring bridge in there with some background vocals really shining which they do throughout this record yeah. um so yeah i'm a big fan a big fan of this one yes um lyrically you know this is material that they have covered uh, multiple times which is the sort of like you know he says i've not i'll never comprehend the grace you've shown me um he later says a prodigal come a prodigal is coming home so very yeah. much again back to this grace and the idea of grace being so like hard to wrap his mind around and uh, returning to that which you know i think is fine you know as a person of faith i'm just curious how certain phrases mm -hmm. ring for you because i obviously don't ad identify with them presently but phrases like never failed won't give up on me never walked out on me your patience has no end um you know it's it's just it's just one of those songs where it talks about how humans are so undeserving of god mm -hmm. and how it's like i can't comprehend how you could get, show me this grace this sort of yeah you've heard this over and over and over again and i struggle with this concept as my experience is very different uh yeah. i feel like I was failed and walked out on in a sense. Hmm. I kind of did, um, yeah. but it, it wasn't to me, it's not a, so much a failure of God uh, so much as it was this uh, learned self-hatred of just being yeah. a person, you know? Yeah. And this is something that I feel like he, he talks about in, in other songs. It's just like, I guess this what is what, what I'm doing now makes me human, but which I feel like is like a great place to be. Mm -hmm. But then this, these phrases of like, like won't give up on, like, it just, it just hits in a way for me that like, it's just like, you're not bad. You're not a yeah. bad person. You're right. a person. And did I, did any of the things I feel guilty for in my teens and twenties make me a uniquely awful person? 
Absolutely right. not. It made me yeah. human. And so, and I refuse to, at this point, believe that my humanness makes me evil or yeah. uh, in need of salvation. Yeah, no, I, I, I totally get that. I feel like my immediate reaction is a couple of things, which is like one, something I've talked about a lot is that like, I was on the evangelical periphery. So I got plenty of this, but I also fundamentally like grew up Episcopalian and still largely feel identified with that. I work in the Lutheran church now and like my grace has always been such a central, um, component to that faith understanding where like I just did not grow up with the baggage of feeling as much like a piece of shit <laughs> um which I know is so heavy in a lot of these reformed and um you know Calvinist leaning and evangelical lyrics is just like being so hung up on how bad we are um and I think that I so maybe this stuff just kind of doesn't I'm able to sort of just like hear it and not think too much about it (laughs) when it's like a song that's not so focused on how awful he is, you know, when it is that I'm more like, well, you're doing okay. Um, And maybe, you know, the the, the theologians out there would say, well, that's, that's because you were part of a tradition with cheap grace where you didn't have to do anything (laughs) to like earn it or it wasn't real. And, but, you know, I, I guess I would say like my response is more like, it's not so much like I'm such I'm so terrible. How could God love me? It's more like accepting. If you accept the idea of a loving God, which like is obviously a leap for a lot of people, but if you do, then that concept is one to be continually sort of, um, you know, amazed by or whatever word you want to use where it's like, you, you go through your life and there are so many hardships and society is often not centered on love and to return to the idea of a God who is loving. That does feel to me where like, I can't, I'll never comprehend that level of love in the face of um, so much that isn't loving. So to be able to return to the idea of how to love and how to live a life of love, I guess that's where it, resonates more with me um if that makes sense like that's why it you know we were talking about amazing grace with chris last week and how it's Mm -hmm. like that is largely like a i'm such a bad guy and like thank you god for seeing past that somehow but i do think the underlying message there is more like that the idea of a god that centers on grace Mm -hmm. is a sort of radical alternative to ways of life that often don't center on grace does this make sense (laughs) yeah yeah i think um i guess the parts still that you know if if the emphasizing of the characteristics of god are about god's ability to forgive and not walk out and showing mm-hmm. grace like the function of god centers around uh our behavior primarily yeah 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 and it's like 
I hope that there's more to <laughs> right. God than that, that the grace that God is extending is, uh, is so great because I'm a piece of shit. And isn't that great that God still loves me and isn't abandoning me? Yeah. And the reference to being like the prodigal, you know, calling yourself the prodigal son. Um, I don't know. It's when the song goes so hard and then I'm just like, <laughs> it just, it just, I think it's just because these types, types of songs will always, well, I hope they don't always rub me this way. Uh, I hope I can at some point resolve these, these issues, but you know, the, the, well, the, the deep, the deep wounding of, of the self-hatred yeah. and shame of my, yeah, yeah, yeah. of my life, you know? Yeah. Well, and I'm not sure it is something that, I mean, I, I want you to resolve and heal your wounds, but I don't think it's something that you necessarily have to be like, oh, it's just my way of reading the song. And so I hope to get past that. Like, that's a perfectly valid response that many people would have to this concept. And I don't want to dismiss that. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so I don't know. I, I, <laughs> I saw that <laughs> Hangnail said, this is like, the deepest dive anyone will ever do on our music <laughs> about the last episode. And we're very much keeping on that tradition here. Yeah. Um, but it's because it gets at these deeper things. I mean, it, yeah, if, if that's you're, why, that's why we do this. We don't, exactly. we don't do this to be needlessly harsh or critical of the bands. It's like, this yeah. is uh, an era of music that we grew up in and, and sometimes songs hit differently and right these are all still important conversations to have. It's all part of, it's all part of the, all part of the larger conversation. Um, yeah. I, yeah. I will say, as we've talked about a few times, like if you're, if your faith understanding centers exclusively on a personal relationship, that's about an exchange, a tra you know, a transactional relationship between your behavior and getting saved and going to heaven. <clears throat> I don't think that's what <laughs> the love of God is all about um right that's a piece of it in terms of unfailing love and grace but the relationship with god must be more complex than just i completed x and so now i get to go to heaven as y and um so that's maybe a, a part of what you're talking about whereas like if you're reducing it to just that when there's so much more and when yeah. it's not like your behavior you know it's about society and how we live and what the world is and how we're supposed to act to rectify the wrongs of the world not just oh i lusted this week and then you know <laughs> so my goal my only my sole goal as a follower of god is to not lust like that's obviously reductive yeah yeah and anyway you know all of this um conversation leads into the next song temporary mm -hmm. Shit and drive. 
The song uh, is the song is very harsh. Yes, I have harsh in my notes here. <laughs> um, so again, we don't know the details. Yeah, of who this person is. Right. What they did. Maybe yeah. they are trash. But <laughs> the fact that this scene, this song seems to specifically revolve around this person leaving their faith. Right. It leaves a bad taste in my mouth. Like, yeah. like if he said, Hey man, you were my friend and a good person. And yeah. now you're not because you did X, Y, and Z. That's kind of a different song. Right. But the takeaway is that it's not okay for this person to not be a Christian anymore. Yeah. And that rubs me the wrong way. They're calling this person an apostate. And they're yeah. talking about them being mediocre and <laughs> and that their that their sight is just being blind now. Right. And so I want to read the the following lines that come uh come up after the I you know we faded out. It says, When you think of what you used to have, do you believe that you never had anything? Nothing absolute, not even God, not even truth. Um and so this idea, this idea of uh, atheists or people who are post-Christian or secular, however somebody wants to identify, as either um, not believing in anything, uh, being a nihilist and nothing matters, or that they're not truly an atheist and that they... Yeah. Uh, they, they, uh, they, or that they never actually truly believed in God or something like that. Just trying yeah. this, like dismissing right. what this person's journey is and what they, what they're coming to believe. Yep. And I, and so it's like, um, so it, it, but it's also dismissing that this, this person genuinely believed those things when they were a believer. And mm -hmm. so it's it's like an easy way to dismiss somebody and saying like, oh, this person's not a Christian anymore. They probably weren't even really a Christian if they could just walk away from their faith. Yep, uh, it's a lot. And I guess for me, this is another one that I sort of chalk up to. I don't I don't know the details of what's happening here. So I guess I give a little bit of, um, maybe not the benefit of the doubt, but I'm just like, I don't know fully if that's what's happening or not but as you said i have in my notes a harsh assessment of this person you fame yourself with apostasy and then redeem yourself with mediocrity that is a that is a one two punch yeah. of some serious uh harshness so I, I, this is another long-standing theme for the band a friend moving away from their faith and or doing something that he finds to be um you know, like bad behavior that people shouldn't be seeing from them and to get back to their, how they used to be. So I don't know what the situation is. Is this the same person that he's like dealing with this over and over again? Are there that many people that he has experienced leaving their faith and doing things that he finds destructive? Is it just the general concept that he wants to return to? But I don't know. I guess I... I guess I was not necessarily filling in all those gaps as in like, this must be about anybody who leaves their faith and not, I don't, not just, I don't want to, I don't want to make that leap. 
Sure, but, but like even if it's about one person to be like it's that it's simply you weren't a you were a Christian, now you're not. So now apostate and you're mediocre. Like that seems again to me like somebody who's in a band or you know has some sort of stage or something, but like a specific situation, but maybe it's not. I don't know. It it, it I yes, those lines bum me out as well. <laughs> yeah. And again, so juxtaposing uh you're an apostate you're blind you're mediocre um and then ending the song with and i would reach out to you but that's the last thing you want me to do it's like yeah no i wouldn't want that either if this is how your assessment of me is that that would make me if this was a person i cared about and this is their their assessment of me if like as a person who was an extremely sincere and earnest Christian for many, many, many years, leaving my faith, if this was somebody's assessment of me, yeah, that was a friend of mine, yeah, I would be pretty heartbroken, to be honest. That, yeah, like, but again, I we don't know the details, but just like sure. just reading it as it is, yeah, uh, it just it's um, it bums me out. It bums me out. Yeah. I get it. And, you know, something I've said with the first two albums is like with these kinds of songs, like it at least implies a sort of ongoing relationship to me, which I guess makes me feel a little better or like it's a very specific situation than just like surface level judgment of someone. But (laughs) that lie, it almost counters that where it's like, I'm not even going to talk to you anymore. (laughs) I mean, I guess there is, it suggests a context of having gone back and forth a lot already and sort of accepting that. Um, But that does feel a little bit more to me like a, judgmental thing where it's just like we're done you know what i mean but but you know to your point maybe the person has been like i don't want to talk to you about this anymore because you're yeah. calling me an apostate which is fair so yeah yeah i don't know i clearly this is like an area of deep concern um right for them slash mike and yeah i don't i mean I, I wonder how much this is about a specific time or if it still feels like something he thinks about a lot in terms of themes i don't know i don't know uh all that aside the song goes hard <laughs> as hell it does <laughs> uh I, I feel like it's it's not top tier on the record for me but i like it a lot um yeah. i love those super fast little riffs like before the verse starts um and the little noodly work is always it's always gonna get me it's always going to be like my ears are gonna perk up every time yes Absolutely. I think this is another one where I like the chorus more than the verses. I like the chorus melody, some nice background vocals throughout the like, ah, and then the like, it, seems like, it seems on. like, yeah, that's it's cool. That Into is a that. great touch. Yes. Anytime they do any of that, I'm here for it. So yeah. I like it. Yep. Um, in conclusion mm. is the next song. Well, I'm not waiting. 
Can we actually just hear this part? I like that a lot. <laughs> that was great. We're useless. Those those are the moments, man. Yep, absolutely. Um, those background vocals are a nice touch throughout. Yep. I like the little what are we waiting for in the chorus as well. Um, yeah, anytime they choose to do a little like dropping out, changing the time signature, focusing on those harmonies, I'm just like, oh, this this rules. This is great. Um, I don't know. This is another one for me that's like maybe not top tier, but I do like it. I think this might have been the single. Um, oh, really? Yeah, when I could find sort of releases about it at the time, this was the song that they sort of included to play uh, with the playlists that were sent out. So I don't know for sure, but it seemed like they were pushing this one, which is, it makes sense to me. Like it's more kind of straight ahead rock. I could see it if you were trying to get this like some radio play or something like that. Um, it's another one where the chorus is catchy, but the verses don't do as much for me. Like just kind of that rock pop rock sound isn't necessarily my lane um yeah but i like it it has its moments yeah um lyrically it seems to maybe be about the end of the band yeah that's kind I, of what i was I, taking from it that makes sense I, it, it's kind of a, i mean maybe broadly about like not wanting to wait for something to happen wanting to do something now only wanting to committing to things that he believes in and wants to be part of so yeah i could see that kind of being like this is where you know, the band is in conclusion. And so we're thinking about sort of the next steps we'll take. And maybe that's why it's the band's not continuing. I don't know. Do you aspire? Do I aspire? Yeah. Oh, bro. I aspire. <laughs> I aspire. Oof. I love this so much. Is it in your top three? It's my number one. It's your number one. Okay, interesting. I thought you were going to say it was your number one too. <laughs> um, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. I think it's great. The guitar work and the intro, the chorus is so soaring. Ugh, yeah, it sure um, is. But it is 110% <laughs> 
a worship song. It is. Like, it it is. is. I can see this like being played <laughs> at like our Saturday night yeah. worship service. I would have played it if I knew the song at the time. Oh, oh, for sure. Or at uh at Heart and Souls sold out. Yes. For sure. This era of like like sort of punk worship was yeah. definitely a thing. And it's like that that chorus just feels is Ugh. primed for for <laughs> punk worship songs it works for me i don't know i got no problem with it um uh, well for me it the song feels at odds with the song temporary so you know this is just an observation but coming from a you know post-christian place when a person of faith says they want to be a light or they want to give people hope or you know etc but then make non-Christians feel unsafe by saying they're sure. apostates or they don't believe anything. Yeah, yeah, I don't see how that's light or hope or anything. It's just <laughs> sure. It just I don't those they just sort of they uh, bump up against each other in my in my view. Like yeah, I, I, unless it's just one of those things where saying you know <laughs> like. Like, why don't you just don't understand? Why don't you see, you know, like that, that sort of like, I don't know. It's yeah, I, I guess I, I understand that. Um, what I would say is like, the song is called I Aspire. You know what I mean? Like, that's what he wants to do. And maybe right. the reality of how we interact with people is <laughs> not as light. Um, but I feel like what I like about, I mean, it almost feels like, a five iron adjacent theme to me where it's the sort of like fly you orphans calling those who are weary to like mend together. That's kind of what it feels like to me, but I understand what you're saying. Um, I guess I take it to be more like we are sort of collectively agreeing that what we want to be is light for it, a place of darkness and hopelessness. And for me, like, I mean, what I wrote is, this is the kind of praise and worship-esque <laughs> lyrics that I'm here for. So I agree with your worship take. But for a worship song to have a focus that says, I want to be a shining light, giving up to those who feel hopeless, you know, considered with the context of other songs, maybe, I get it. But like, I think that's a pretty good place to be focusing. And the fact that he closes with, you'll never see inside of me and you'll never know my heart, but I can tell you honestly, I'm trying. And that's a start. Yeah. Like the aspirational part of it to be like, I'm I'm trying. I'm at the starting point of trying to do this thing that I would like to be. I feel like is a good place to sort of focus a song that sounds like kind of a worship song. I um, and yeah. I 100% uh, affirm and validate that as uh, a reasonable place to be. Sure. Um, then I don't know. Maybe reconsider putting a song yeah on there that's harsh as hell like i don't know yeah. it's it's no i hear you it it like you talk about like with with five iron you know that that sort of hope hopeful sort of right uh, th message that reese always writes about but on the yeah. songs that he's most harsh on is like against yeah powerful people like right and the and the people that are are uh are screwing over the weak and the weary and and right. and the people that need hope and uh, and so that's what I feel like 
it just feels the the aim is a bit off like yeah who who do we really need to be mad at like right. people not uh believing in jesus or right people um uh making billions of dollars while people are struggling to put food on the table you know those those sorts of those sorts of totally. things yeah i'm obviously with you and five hundred is a unique band i know and, this is this um, is i just i i it's <laughs> i knew this was going to be the, uh a, an album like this and like you know like i just had the feeling you know when yeah. i when i said like you're like i don't know i feel like we kind of disagree on this <laughs> well but, musically i mean this is one of my favorite hangnail songs period like that there's a great opening. There's a riff that kind of then explodes into this big, bright sound. And then that riff returns between verses. Yeah. Verse one goes straight into verse two without a chorus. So when that chorus slows down and hits, it like really hits for me. Yeah. Um, it's just like this huge, beautiful melody for the chorus. And I, I'm such a sucker for like that chord progression of like the melody ascends while the vocal melody descends. Like it's just such a. I love that like bass, like do 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 It just uh, it really mm-hmm. hits me in my gut. So satisfying. Harmony sounds so good. Um, very satisfying. There's a great bridge that I would like to hear some of at 2:22. I really like the vocal melody there. The I think bass, it's great. The bass sounds awesome. Bass sounds awesome. I just, I love the like, and the you'll never know my heart. I'm like, yeah. ooh, that sounds good. He's really belting there. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, you were thinking more about <laughs> thematic stuff on this record than I think I was, which is like, <laughs> kind of a fine. Um, <laughs> I just the music of this song in particular hits me so hard that it, I'm like, it hits. That's all I'm focused on. So I know. I know. Yeah. And I don't mean to be, I'm not trying to be like a no, I giant know. bummer. That's not like, <laughs> I, I can't, I can't extract my experience. Yeah, no, I get from, it, man. I, I get wish, it. I wish there were ways I could be like, I just throw on this song and I just like, and I can just be like, yeah, and pumps during the chorus. But then I'm just like. But am I an uh, am I an apostate? Am I mm. do I not believe in anything? You know, just like yeah, it's just I don't so, know. Yeah, it's so interesting because I I I don't know whether he's and you know you already said you don't want to make the leap that he's talking to about anybody who leaves their faith. Right, right. So I keep sort of giving the benefit of the doubt that like this is a specific situation and it may very well be the case that it's just purely a guy who's left his faith and he's that mad about it. But I keep thinking like this has to be something very specific and it's not necessarily like that makes it any better for you because you interpret songs however you interpret them and if that hits you in a way that prevents you from like staying with them and other stuff that's totally valid i guess it's just for me like well, i don't know what was going on with that guy's relationship but like this song rules so yeah that, <laughs> i guess that's more the prism through which i was experiencing it right right anyway let's move on to uh hiding place
That's most of the song. <laughs> uh, so good. It's my number three. Oh, oh, wow. We only have one in our top threes. All right. Um, uh, yeah, the song's good. This song's great. <laughs> okay. tell, me, tell me why you tell me about it. I mean, I like how it, how hard it goes. It's super fast. I like the melody. I like the sound, the drums. Oh, I love the drums in the song. Um, just great energy. There's little moments of harmonies um, that really pack a wallop. Um, and I love that little, those little moments of harmony yep. on top of a hard and fast song. Like that's, that's a cool, unique space to occupy for them. Um, it does the same thing as the last song where the verse go straight into the second verse so when that chorus comes in it's extra huge and satisfying the little dropout right before the all night you know like yeah it sounds great starting uh, out that high in the chorus uh-huh. is amazing the rules it's hitting so with those harmonies yeah um the, yeah what do you think it, i i i co-sign um everything you're saying uh i i think it's sort of this interpretation for me at least that it's like um growing up and having people tell you it's time to get serious and move on and sure you know get a real career get a real job and and that things in the arts or music is not really mm. uh you know passions aren't a career you know passions aren't a job right and um and so I don't know. I don't know if that's that. That's sort of like how was I, I was interpreting it, but it like made me think uh, <laughs> about this onion headline. I don't know. I don't know about. I think this makes me a very specific person. Um, okay. But a an onion headline that made me burst into tears a number of years ago. Gosh, <laughs> <laughs> makes probably makes me a very specific person. But uh, I had to I had to look it up and copy it down. Um, but it's uh, the headline is find the thing you're most passionate about and then do it on nights and weekends for the rest of your life. <laughs> yeah, so I definitely remember that one. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I guess I took it to be like when life is tougher and certain there's a hiding place God has provided, you know, it's called hiding place. Sure. Finding comfort in God. Um, but I can see it applying, you know, the, is the hiding place uh the you know the arts has god provided that as sort of a place uh or is it just like finding comfort i don't know um but you know speaking of worship songs he's talking about the hiding place finding comfort there it reminded the secret me of, in the quiet in place the secret in the quiet place Ugh. yeah <laughs> i want to know no. okay um nope <laughs> but uh but i like it <laughs> i think i i think i had like uh blocked that <laughs> from my from my memory now it's back baby oh god um but yeah the the opening lines i'm getting older so i've been told it's time to grow up time to care time to let yeah. your passions go disregard your fascination years once you've grown up life's unfair right you know just like grow, grow up life isn't easy it's not it's not fair just figure it out do it you know i don't know it's that's yeah. just sort of like how I was thinking about it, but I do like the idea of, I do like this idea of a, <laughs> whether a literal or a metaphorical hiding place. And, yeah. and I think we all have our own hiding places, whatever, whatever they are, just a place to just like, uh, get away from things and recharge and refocus yeah. and, 
and yeah i don't know i don't know john do you what's your hiding place either physical or 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 metaphorical well danny stair is hiding under the stairs i like to get in that (laughs) hiding place with him um i guess the podcast is our hiding is my hiding place yeah um I don't know, man. It is yeah, a, in it your is. in your basement in the spare bedroom, way, right. as far away from. It's a, it's a literal <laughs> and metaphorical hiding place. <laughs> if it's the hiding hiding place in the sense of what we're talking about in terms of like, I guess what I was saying was like, yeah, you 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 hit a certain point where it's like grow up, abandon these passions. I think I was thinking more like, you know, regardless of what I hear when people are like telling me I can't do this stuff anymore, or that life gets harder. It's like I still find my comfort in my hiding place in you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's sort of an artistic endeavor, a, a place of passion, a passion project. This is this is yeah, is the hiding place. Yeah. Um, I want to say briefly that that onion headline reminded me of another onion headline, which was man returns to work after vacation with fresh, re-energized hatred for his job. <laughs> um, which was an especially yeah. meaningful headline to me because I was working at the AV club, which is part of the onion at the time. And the desk that they used for this, like the photo was my desk. Oh, <laughs> so it was like, even though I was working there, you know, like freelance uh, and, you know, very part-time, I still felt that like dread sometimes when I was sitting down at that table and the, the picture of the guy just like, sitting there like ugh, at the at my desk felt extra weighty also by the way you can't find that photo anymore with the story because geo media who now owns them removed the photos for most of the onion and Ivy club um stories and they basically forced a lot of their staff to resign and uh fuck geo media who owns uh, uh, the onion Navy club now anyway they can <laughs> get fucked yep um yeah even the onion the onion was like um coming to bat for the AV, AV club people who yep. were getting getting screwed over. So yes, um, shout out to the union that exists for the Onion AV club uh, without whom they wouldn't probably even get any, you know, protected severance pay. So there yep. you go. Yep. At arm's length. I am very curious to hear what do you think about this song? Hmm. is my number one. Oh wow okay uh i like it a lot yeah uh i everything about this song is 
very soaring and um it's one of those songs that you're like i've been i've been in this in this place this sort of this this kind of longing uh place and Mm -hmm. and wanting wanting something more um but it's also i feel like an honest uh place for many christians to to Mm -hmm. be in like just acknowledging like be like I don't feel God right now. And I feel like that is a very honest and real place to be. Yeah. And if, if that's, if I'm interpreting this right, but, uh, but still being like, I still want this, but I just can't feel it. I feel, Mm. I, I really, really appreciate that. uh, That sort of moment of of honesty. Um, But also the chorus reminds me a lot and is very reminiscent of the song do you believe me by the juliana theory and Mm, off off their off their album love and anytime you're doing something that makes me think of the juliana theory (laughs) i am here for it and it's a very good thing for me yeah that's that's a fair comparison i feel like my sort of takeaway is like it's a little too straight up rock for me um and I like it a lot, but I just feel like a lot. There are a lot of songs in this album that are a little more in that sort of rock lane that maybe Juliana Theory is more in. Um, but they always hook me by the chorus. Like by the time we get to "Don't Let Me Go," I'm like, oh, I'm 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 fully on board. The like inside of me, like the background vocals. I'm just yeah, it works. It works as that kind of song. It just it isn't necessarily my preferred lane for them, but I, yeah. I I think it's really fun. The bridge is fun. It's a pretty shreddy guitar solo in there. Uh, some OOOs. Uh, I don't know what the timestamp is on that, but yeah. guitar sounds so good it really does Um, you're so right about the guitar tone on this record yeah just rules sounds Sounds so good huge and clean and awesome yeah it's such a good riff it's great it really is the like oh oh is like yeah a little bit like arena rocky (laughs) but now that i'm like thinking about it in the context of juliana theory you're definitely right and those dudes aren't afraid to sort of bump up against the sort of arena rock sound sometimes so yeah i'm here for that it's sometimes it's a little bit like you guys were like a sort of thrashy skate punk band and now you're doing this it sort of throws me but i i like what they're going for here i don't feel like there are any attempts at that that kind of fail like it's it still works in that mode it's just like not necessarily my go-to for them but it's great it rules yeah um yeah, I was just gonna say lyrically, I feel like I was sort of thinking about it as like a relationship song, but he's singing to God, like he doesn't want to break up, you know what I mean? <laughs> Where it's mm. like, don't let me go, like sort of this pleading. Um, and I think you're right that it's about sort of like feeling that 
distance you know the relationship is at arm's length and so but he's like but i don't want it to be over like let's let's make this work sort of thing so and uh i need to reassess the root of my own separation yeah like, that's that's a pretty weighty line you know looking looking in internally being like yeah why am i feeling this what's the deal what's um you know uh i like it i just think there's there's something there there's some good there's some meatiness there and yeah. i and i appreciate it and let appreciate some meatiness <laughs> uh, <laughs> we both appreciate a good thick cut of meat some nice meat yeah, yeah. Um, title track transparent Mm -hmm. when you strip away the outside layer don't act so surprised there might be good song uh the one part i wish the part where they said transparent lives hit harder Hmm. i I wish (laughs) you really i i just transparent lives i don't know i think it's cool (laughs) i mean there's so much there's so much soaring soaring like background vocals or harmonies and this one just seems like yeah i don't know i want it to be like higher or shoutier sure yeah gang vocally or something right no i i I get that i think my favorite part about this is is the background vocals and the harmonies yeah um so even those little moments still i'm like that's enough for me to (laughs) like it there's some cool unexpected flourishes throughout which you know we like um lots of different parts going on and at first the bridges i mean the verses and the chorus didn't totally gel for me but as i kind of sat with it and went on the ride with it i was like oh this completely took me with it um so i don't know i i ultimately found it to be one that was kind of like in my head a lot as i was thinking about the album um the bridge also rules if we could hear some of that at uh 150 i think it builds in a really cool way yeah you're like oh what are we doing i found the conflict of all history all the bass on this record rules oh yeah here we go oh god that's good man the eyes the pick the yes. pick slide into that. Can we, should we, I think we should just hear that again. <laughs> I think just, so. just for a second. <laughs> I don't want 
into it. Yeah, they achieve such a big sound, a big soaring sound on this album that I just am so here for. Um, yeah. yeah, the way that builds, there's like two different halves to the bridge where we hear the first kind of building and then that soaring part, and then it goes back into a final chorus. I just, yeah, I think it's great. Um, you alluded to this earlier, but I think thematically it's sort of about what you're pretending to be something you're not to fit in. You end up losing touch with who you really are. Um, you know, I, I don't know. What do you think about the like the bridge where he says, I found the conflict of all history. It's desire versus rationality. Is it sort of like we need to be honest about who we really are? And when you're unafraid to be who you are, there's nothing to hide. I don't know. Is that the idea? I don't understand <laughs> that line. Yeah. I I could try and speculate, but I I've I was never able to square that. Yeah, I don't totally get it get it either. I think it's like, you know, if you're if you're pretending to be something you're not in order to fit in, that's sort of like desire. It's the desire to fit in. But then you're faced with the rationality of if you actually strip that away to who you are, um, that's the rational you versus the just desiring you i don't know there's a lot to sort of think about there but i agree i don't totally get it either but i like the song a lot uh yeah that that end part yeah takes it up takes it up a notch sleeping giant Um, this song is a bummer. Okay. Um, yes, I agree. There's, there's one part that bums me out, but I feel like. I just like, let's not point to a singular place as like, as if things aren't shitty everywhere. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. Hollywood and California, you know, isn't this like idyllic bastion of liberal and progressive values like in no other place like it's not like it i don't know i'm i took it to mean less like taking down los angeles and more like hollywood in the sense of like tv and movies and and garbage but it it does end with the repeated just know life is broken in hollywood life is broken and that's a little bit like on the nose obvious i don't know um, yeah. I mean, I don't disagree in one sense. Like for me, this feels like another 
in the punk canon of TV sucks songs. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I don't disagree in the sense that like this, most of the stuff that is pumped out by Hollywood is garbage and probably isn't good for us to be consuming all the time. And another, it certainly seems reductive and sort of moral superiority. Yeah. Deal going on. And yeah, maybe Hollywood is just like the catch all for like media and TV yeah. and, and whatever, but I don't know. Uh, I don't know when it gets to life is broken in Hollywood. I'm just, yeah, like, that part of that part I'm is like, good. all right. All right. But I do um, think, yeah, go ahead. We don't care the meaning, the sense the TV brings, even when it's sex that sells us everything. If there's one thing learned from this mock reality, it's give me, serve me first to selfish vain philosophy. So I don't, I don't disagree that, you know, uh, media and like, we are, we are the products being sold, especially in the age of social media. Mm -hmm. Um, but obviously that's not what they're talking about here, but, um, so, so the whole point of social media is our, is ourselves and it is selfish and it is vain. Um, and everything that is being sold to us is obviously often sold through, um, a fiction, a, mm-hmm. you know, the mock reality as they, as they say. Uh, so I don't, I don't disagree. Like you're saying, I don't disagree with the, I think their premise necessarily that do we spend too much time in front of screens? Uh, a billion percent. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but I do think it's, uh, like you're saying, I don't know, is there like a sort of moral superiority thing happening here? Maybe, I don't know, but the life is broken. Hollywood part just was like, just okay. a, a, st- a step a step too far for, for yeah me. i agree by the time it gets to the part of like oh okay interesting like just remember everybody out there and everything in it it's broken it's like okay yeah. well i don't know that i'd go that far there's like a lot of cool stuff there too um <laughs> but uh yeah i don't know i for me this is like good but not top tier i think it's catchy there is like a big satisfying poppy sound to it that i like um but i don't uh you know, it's called the sleeping giant, which is a little bit like, um, suggests like an opiate of the masses type thing. Like we're all yeah. sort of sedated, but if we would take these TVs out of here, maybe we could wake up <laughs> and, uh, smash the Hollywood sign. This seems like high school first album yeah. material. <laughs> it's us. TV sucks. This time yeah. I have a TV sucks. <laughs> Gotta have one. Yeah freaking media man <laughs> so sorry <laughs> sorry <laughs> i don't know why i said it like that so sorry <laughs> Ooh, yeah i
Mike has really, over the course of these just a few years, has yep. achieved something pretty remarkable in his voice. It's uh, he truly like incredible vocalist. He's belting here. He sounds like a Broadway singer or something. And like sounds... his his vibrato is on yeah. point. Like I'm sure just is. I'm just so impressed. Only one. It's funny because for me, <laughs> we still haven't gotten to your number two, by the way, or your number three, have we? Mm, I don't think we have. <laughs> okay, good. Um, this one feels a little too like hard rock for me. Um, which is satisfying in its own way, but again, not really my mode, but I'm like, as you've mentioned Juliana theory, I'm thinking about these songs more sort of in that realm and that kind of makes it work more for me. Um, but I don't know. I, I like it. Um, said his vocals certainly sound great. I can't really, it's not top tier for me. No, I can't totally understand the lyrics, like maybe about not being able to control how people perceive you again yeah um but i don't know it's a little bit like you know the way that you said the title maybe is correct because it's a little bit like sarcastic i'm so sorry i'm not perfect like (laughs) but it does feel like somebody wrestling a little bit with like like we're doing right now probably talking about him and being like well this is what he's saying and he's like that's not what i meant and i kind of have to let go of the idea of you can't control what people perceive about who you are when yeah. you're like sort of a public figure so yep hey and i'm anyway. uh, uh not trying to not trying to make any shameful menchies of you of you mike just uh you know. not trying to have anybody's worst day <laughs> not trying to not trying to get a laugh not trying to be funny <laughs> not trying to have someone have the worst day in their band <laughs> there you go but do any of these <laughs> hangnails hangnails ever have a pen <laughs> penultimate song named surrender <laughs> doesn't do too much for me no no it doesn't really do much for me either um i'm more of a a cheap trick surrender fan but you know yeah i was like what's the there's another famous surrender song that i was thinking of. that's probably Uh, it oh that song rules that song's pretty good (laughs) um cheap trick season four um (laughs) cheap pot i don't know some interesting stuff but not not really my mode again um 
he's sort of uh you know he mentions peace that passes all understanding which is a another paul reference uh philippians he's you know searching for that peace but having a hard time doing so um it ends with i'm giving over everything everything is yours he repeats that over and over which is very praise and worship again um but again i I feel like that's a fine topic searching for peace um and and giving over the struggle to find it i think is a perfectly fine topic for that but yeah musically not doing not doing too much for me i i co-signed that i don't really have any i don't really have anything else to add to that except Um, for here's my number two except for dropping the (laughs) dropping a number two just sounds so good here it does this rules and the shredding and it's and like for uh a closing song they don't they don't go for like the long drawn out closer this is this is a buck this is a 225 <laughs> that's this yeah. is this is an in and out i think this might be the shortest song i think this is the shortest song on the record yeah and it's uh it's a burner the bass sounds good yep. um I, I like this idea of uh, not staying stuck in your past. I think this is uh, largely an album about, like you said, uh, identity and being who you are, which I am very much here for, the, the authentic, authenticity um, side of things. Um, yeah. But, um, you know, there's, there's something to be said about, like, looking back on yep. where you've been but like not remaining there so yeah. like you know looking back see where you were learn from it and then move on and not falling into it as he yep. says um and that hopefully there can be um better things better things ahead yeah there's a there are a few songs like this um hiding place and maybe others too where it's like they're sort of at this moment, they're on the precipice of something. Um, and this is a great closer. I think there's a nice opening and a nice closing to this record. I do like the sequencing a lot on this one. Um, and it feels like a nice nice place to sort of end things in part because of what you're talking about with like the not spending too much time looking back um, and the kind of message of don't wait for your moment and miss it, like pay attention to the moment that you're in and take advantage of it. And that kind of feels like a good farewell song for them and for mm-hmm. what's coming next for them um great shreddy opening 
yeah we were definitely air guitaring along to that um <laughs> super fun and driving chorus shreddy guitar kind of propelling it throughout it's gang vocals that come in at the ending that are great yeah this one definitely this this and hiding place were duking it out for my number three i ultimately went with hiding place but this is just outside my top three so yep i like it a lot too yeah hey hey that's uh that's transparent that's that's, that's hangnail that's hangnail that's our season that is our season um i don't know i thought we had i thought we'd be in agreement on our album rankings but now i'm questioning that uh should we blow through those real quick let's go number one first because i know it's the same for both of us <laughs> uh, yes so it's the it's the self-titled there yeah self-titled my number one as well um things sound better in a lot of ways but just the it goes so hard it's so skate punky and as soon as like i was going back to listen to it again to be like do i really like it that much better than either of these and i'm like oh yeah <laughs> like <laughs> friendly advice comes out of like oh baby yeah this is still my number one album um and you know what, what though what you know i just i just i just made a an audible here oh um with uh you know with my number two okay let's hear it transparent okay me too you know and i think the reason i decided that in this moment was thinking back on facing changes was um i think some of my my takeaway was that i i just sort of felt like largely i'm like it's a it's a good record but i i didn't have like any strong necessarily any strong feelings about it and i have a lot of strong feelings about transparent and not necessarily because it's uh i i don't like it but just because it's evoking a lot of things in me but also like just musically i think it does take everything up a notch um even when if i take issue with some of the songs uh lyrically i still think it goes harder in ways that i i appreciate and you can't deny that production yeah i totally agree i also have uh transparent two facing changes three and i like all of them um i just think transparent is a is a stronger album on the whole um i should say i meant to say this up top uh carry me a song we both like a lot from facing changes definitely does not contain (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the r word yeah it is uncharted not retarded and yeah. we heard that from the band themselves uh we heard that from some folks actually on the uh magpod facebook group which we don't mention very often um right but but some good stuff coming in there we, we put out the call for seeing the uh the liner note lyrics and we got that so check out that facebook group if you want to we should put some more love into that um yeah. But uh, yes, I should just say, sorry for even bringing that up. Obviously, the genius lyrics were wrong. I should have spent the segment being like, why would they think it was that and not Uncharted when it's clearly Uncharted? Anyway, uh, good song with, <laughs> with good lyrics. Um, and and uh, nothing, no problematic lyrics at all. <laughs> yeah. Um, I did not know Hangnail at all going into the season, and I really enjoyed them. Um, yeah. I understand that the first record was the one that you gravitated to the most. It's the same for me, even coming to them now, you know, 25, 20-ish, whatever, how many years later. Um, and uh, yeah, really like them. If we're putting the Christmas EP in there, um, you know, there's only four songs, but right. just as 
probably my favorite <laughs> of their of their releases. Um, I would definitely put it um, up there uh, before Transparent. Like if yeah. I had to, if I had to put it in Agreed. in line somewhere, it's yeah. definitely going to be before the two and three in the in this situation. Yeah, no, I, and I think it suggests, as we said, uh, really good things for the band that they come together so much later and put out something that rules so much. And I hope it's not the end of it. I hope we do get to see them uh, at some point. I would really be happy to at this point. Um, having really enjoyed going through all these records and certainly like a richness to go through whether they were songs that were sometimes bumming you out or not it was like i think provided a real uh i don't know content to chew on in a way that like not every band we've covered has done the season so enjoyed hangnail yes. um also enjoyed the season i know we're we're getting long here because there's so much to chew on but before we go kind of wanted to talk about some of our favorite moments favorite aspects of the season um because i feel wanna... like we did we did talk about some of that stuff in our yeah. in our 100 episode our 100 yes. episode yeah but i think post 100 episode i think at the stuff some of the stuff i want to highlight yeah as being some of the the best parts of, of the the second half of the season yeah um definitely have to be our interview with joel bell very close to the top of my list of things um, that i enjoyed the most this season yeah um i really enjoyed magnifite pod i think yes. that was also one, way up there for me one of the more unique aspects mm -hmm. of this season D going out doing something a little different and yes trying something in terms of a of a, a structure that you know i don't know i just we might have to try and figure out a way way to bring it back i don't know how we can but i just enjoyed it i just enjoyed I it i did too so, man it's so much it made my spooky heart so happy um and then probably um for me going to colorado mm. and getting to hang with members of five iron and yep uh getting to hang with some of my new friends that I've essentially met because uh through Five Iron and yep. that and hanging out with Jason. Yeah. Uh that was that was uh wonderful, wonderful part of part of this second half of the season. Yeah man. I'm glad you got to do it. I'm we are committed to going to Colorado together at yes. some points when <laughs> COVID ends question mark will it ever end um it's gonna happen we're gonna we're gonna get out there and i would uh love to do it with you um yes i agree with all your mentions there to that i would add as an extension of magnified pod talking with our dude autobot daniel yes. auto jack peterson it was yes. a great conversation that was a, a special month as you said and getting to talk to him uh, as part of that was a really cool conversation for me personally um really discovering slick shoes i think was a mm. major highlight of the season for me i always knew them i always felt like i hadn't done the proper dive and maybe this sounds like obvious in retrospect that like yeah of course why didn't you why wouldn't <laughs> slick shoes be at that level for you given the kind of music you like um 
but to truly have done the deep dive and, and come away with them as like a new favorite band and like particularly yeah. rotation frequency, as we've talked about, is just one of my favorite albums, not just that we've discussed in the pod, but like of the last several years for sure. Um, so hoping to see them, want that to happen. Uh, talking to our dude, John Warren, which you mm. mentioned earlier in the pod um, and just not even just the kind of brief conversation we got to do with him on the show, but like just the, the back and forth we got to do with him as we were going through ACE and getting to know him. I know you got to hang out with him and yeah. talk in person when he went to Colorado, but um, really good dude. And obviously somebody that I've looked up to for a long time as somebody who did get to see ACE a bunch as a kid and, and really looked up to them and getting to kind of connect with him now and hear more about the creation of music and uh, just a good dude. So you mentioned discovering slick shoes and i think for me um not just sort of rediscovering some of these bands i haven't listened to in a long time but genuinely discovering blaster the rocket man you know you mentioned absolutely autobot uh and sort of sort of being somewhat aware of them but then Mm -hmm. coming into this this uh magnifite pod part of the season and hearing how wild they are and yeah. just being blown away <laughs> yeah by yeah. by that album the monster who ate jesus um mm-hmm. i think is uh, a joy to yes. discover music from the scene that you just being when you're so much in the scene and then you're like years later you're like oh man yeah. I wish, I wish <laughs> totally. I could have, you know, especially them being a Midwest band, their chances are they probably right. came through Chicago plenty, you know? Yeah. But. Yeah. I, they are one of my favorite things that we've uh, done on the show is going through them and I'm not going to fully commit to Danny's festival idea, but I would just say, <laughs> were I to do something on the fly right now, they would certainly be you know, among the the headliners at that for me, because I would love to see them. Um, I would throw in Slick Shoes because I really, really want to see them, but I think that will happen soon. So I would say Goaty Hook, another, you know, favorite band of mine growing up, I, I really would like to see again. Um, I'd put Ace in there. Um, so yeah, that's probably what I would say just off the top of my head is kind of the headliners. Although another highlight, Jalapeno, the Valapak record. Ooh. Would love to see some of those jams live. Um, oh, yeah, anyway, know. we talked about a lot of good music this season. It was very we fun. did. We did. Um, I would it also add in our. Oh, sorry. Yes, it was a delight. As was our Nickelodeon week. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> doing that bracket, getting a freaking Billy West as Doug and Roger talking about Magpod. That's yeah. a highlight <laughs> for sure. Um, and then just uh, our in-person hangs we got to do. One in the oh, summer with a bunch of Magpod friends. Uh, one with you at Christmas, going to the show together after so many months of talking about like when are we going to go to a show together again so <laughs> it's been uh it's been uh, a very fun season it's with a lot of fun stuff one year as a <laughs> podcast with you um more more fun stuff to come uh oh yeah john what what kind of what kind mm, of fun stuff well folks we uh we got to announce if you've Ooh. hung on this long season four Ooh. streets are talking what are the, what john the street the streets the streets are talking but what, what talking are they saying indie rock <laughs> there you go season four christian indie rock crindy as some people call it nobody calls it that 
I have heard it called that. What? Uh, we're not going to call it that anymore. No. Um, People called it crindy? Yes, that's a thing. <laughs> no. Oh, my God. So get your crindy gear out. Nope. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, we're not yep. going to release the full list here. We're still refining it. But uh, you're Pedro the Lions. You're Brothers Martin. You're Danielson. You're Anathalo. We're going to get into all kinds of that stuff. Um, so we're taking a little break, coming back for season four. But let us know uh, for those kinds of bands, which ones you think we should include, which ones you want to hear for sure. Um, we're ready to receive your stories and songs and thoughts about the indie rock world of the scene uh, as we always are with each new season um but yeah let us know about that let us know about this season uh at magnified pod mm. on instagram facebook and twitter uh subscribe to the pod if you haven't already and give us a rating or a review uh you know we normally say, <laughs> we normally say we'll read your review on the pod we got a we got a one that said average at best this week that uh, probably won't read all of but you know uh, shout out to that guy. Um, <laughs> email us at magnifiedpod at gmail.com. You can leave us a voicemail at 872-762-4763, 8727-MAGPOD. And you can support us at the Patreon at patreon.com slash magnifiedpod. Uh, hopefully we'll do maybe, you know, a couple things on the on the Patreon uh, while we're kind of getting ready in the break uh, before season four. But Andrew, very important new Patreon punk mm. to welcome. Ooh, who's this? The aforementioned Matt Went of Hangnail himself. <laughs> Rhythm guitar player, background vocalist for Hangnail, Matt has joined the ranks of the Patreon punks, which now at least like four bands represented in our Patreon, <laughs> the people we've talked to, which is pretty rad. Um, thank you to Matt. Thank you to all of our Patreon punks for sustaining us this season. We appreciate it always. Um, and uh, Shout out to, uh, you know, Andrew from South Bend's friends, college chemistry partner, <laughs> Matt Went. <laughs> uh, glad to have him with us. Uh, you can pick up some merch at magnifiedpod.storeenvy.com. We're going to maybe uh, throw up some more in the break. You know, got to get that Phantom Cackler merch moving. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, thanks to Shadow Producer Jason for all he does with Unoriginal Vinyl. And thanks to Heavy Ordnance Studios for our artwork this season, which was super rad. Yes. Well, our time in the penalty box is over for this season. We'll be back out soon for an indie rock season. feel burning inside of me. Ooh, you might want to get that checked out. <laughs>
Will do. For more shows like this one, visit rockcandyrecordings.com.